Let me know when you're ready to roll. All right, man. Caneville, footballville here with Miami Northwestern University of Miami. Commit one of the most underrated safeties in the nation, man. Cam <laughs> Kitchens. Uh, what's going on, bro? Uh, doing good. Glad to be here. Listen, you you from Miami, right? Yes. You play youth football here? Yes. Um, who you play for? Um, Northwest Boys and Girls Club. You know anybody famous came from Northwest Boys and Girls Club? Uh, Let's see. Demarcus Van Dyke. Uh, Van Dyke say... did play at the Boys Club. Shout out to Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, yeah, Van Dyke did play at the Boys Club. I don't know. I can't remember no other names, but I know it's a few. Northwest Boys Club. Right off the top of my head, Dorset Butterfield. Um, I... In like Northwest Boys Club Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, I can't think of none right now, but I caught myself on guard with that question. So listen, um, Miami Northwestern. How you? Uh, how did you end up at Miami Northwestern? Were you considering other high schools? Um, yeah, because when I was when I was in middle school, I didn't really know too much about like high school football. So it was just all off what my parents told me and asking other people. And then at first, I was planning. Probably gonna go to Jackson because mm-hmm. my mom went there. Or I don't even know. It's probably Central because that was my home school. But like the West or even Central, like when you even like ask anybody, the first thing that comes to their mind is uh, they got favoritism. You ain't gonna do good there and stuff like that. So, but then my uncle ended up getting a job there, so it was like my mom was like, "Okay, you could go there with him." Right, 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 right. He um. So you, so you had a. You had an end. You went to West. You had a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most people go to Northwestern. Uh, like both of my parents went to Northwestern. I went to Northland. Uh, like when I asked Romello the same question, he said he didn't have a choice. Yeah. He said he, you know, he, <laughs> he was either go to Northwestern or, or die. That because cause you know the, the the fan base and the, and the, um, it's it just the tradition of Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you chose to go to Northwestern. Yeah. You started as a freshman. Um, no, started off playing JV. Uh-huh. And then just worked my way up. Because, you know, my first year, it was just a perfect time to go there, you could say, because my first year after playing on JV, I was my first year ever playing safety or any secondary position because I played running back at Optimus. Right. Who put so, you there? Uh, my uncle. He, like, he showed me, like, statistics. He was like, running backs only a few get drafted in a year. But you see this, man? You only need, like, one or two running backs. But if you play – Kona, nickel, safety, that's like three positions. It's like six people on the field at one time. So you, it's better to make you listen to college. And you listen to him, huh? Yeah. Your uncle played in the league or something? No. no? You just listen to him? Yeah, he just. Man, did y'all hear what he just said? Like, that wasn't the first time I've ever heard a, a kid look at it logically like that. Like, because um, you, X, watching him play, he'll be a hell of a running back. Because you could tell with this, the speed and the power he run with. But you went for the position at longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that's that's a that's 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 a gem right there. Um, now, and a lot of kids don't listen either. They, <laughs> they uncle tell them something, they just do the opposite. Nah, that nah, that's that's what's up. So they so so you converted yourself to a safety, or you asked, can I play safety? Or no, nah, I just because one day I, I went in practice, they running back, and my uncle told me that. So next time, I, we just started working out to be a safety. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, that that's good stuff. But listen, man, a little off topic. Who's your favorite artist? Like, who you listen to in the car? I just heard you has music on. Who's your uh, favorite artist? Polo G. Polo G. What Polo G sing? He, he rap. He rap. Well, 
Hey, I gotta stop saying that. Every time I ask him what Polo G seen, they say he rap. <laughs> well, I know he rap, but if I'm just that's how I'm old. I guess that's how I say seen. What do you rap? His what? Give me his, his his best song. Uh, he got a song called Twenty One. Got a song called Martin and Gina that be on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. He um. Usually when we ask people that, man, they say Rod Wave. Ninety is but ninety eight percent of the time. Uh, he, it, he a top rapper, but I don't listen to him all the time. No. Nah. No. You know Polo G. Yeah. So, um, University of Miami, uh, who, who, in this process, who else, who was your top five? Like, um, I had Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU, and Nebraska. Was it a hard decision? Um, down the road, you no. Know, like, team kind of took out themselves. Yeah. Because Nebraska, it was just, you know, yeah, RJ there and Marcus there. So, they were just telling me how it was going. Um, Texas A&M, it was just the unknown because you know with the pandemic I couldn't visit there so right, it was right. like I can't go to a school I've never been to and it's two right. schools I've been to right going to Auburn and Miami and then came down to it it was just what could like better me I just knew more people as far as inside like I had a better better relationship with Coach Bannon and Coach McGriff yeah and then I already had Coach DVD there it's like the inside guy for me right so so, 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 so they Miami just recruited you better. Like they made a better connection with you. Yeah. You visited Auburn. Yes. Come on. You visit, I heard Auburn got some crazy stuff, man. Like they fingerprint do. to go into. Well, like what? What they got? They got like retina scan. What they got to go into the dorm? All type of stuff. That would <laughs> my mama like when when I took her. It was just it was like everything was looking like so cool of her and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hammett Hammett said he walked in and saw the eagle. The eagle was in the cage. He said he still ran. He said the Eagle was so big, he said it caught him off guard. Um, and the only two schools you visit? You got to visit. LSU, but LSU right. kind of took out themselves because they had, first of all, like they had them stop recruiting me for probably like a month or two and mm-hmm. then tried to get back on. But then, of course, I'm looking at everybody else and they already had like three safety commits. Yeah. So, and, they, yeah, and, and they, then it was like you recruited me. It was like you telling me you want me, but at the end of the day, you still got three other safety commits. Why would I go to a place? Well, I even got to work even harder, even though I'm not scared of competition, right. but it's like sometimes you got to just do what's best for yourself. No, all the time you got to do what's best for yourself. Yeah. That's scared of competition. That's a, that's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody say it to you, and then you emotionally answer. That's emotion. You know what I'm saying? No, you always do what's best for yourself. Who did the research? You was doing the research on that? Uh, on the roster? It was me, my dad, mm-hmm. my uncle. It was like a little bit of everything. Like First, they started telling me about it, and then I started doing it myself. You think you think most you think a lot of players do that look that in depth into it or you think they just go to whoever got the retina scan or they go they go wherever um, they got the, the waterfall know, in the relationship but I don't think they look too much into it. You don't think so? Huh? No. Well, they don't think they look too much into it. They just whatever social media like I guess it gives them. So if they yeah. see on breaking news oh this person is committed then they'd be like okay so that's one less spot for me and stuff like that but they don't really go go yeah going to it see what the roster saying stuff like that y'all feel pressure like that like when them players start coming down from miami and you like man commit after commit you like boy i might be losing the spot because that's what the coaches say to you huh uh they talk to y'all about spots and and get in early and stuff they don't as far as like us knowing that yeah but they don't like make it a big a big thing no nah. no but it you do like look at school, that won't you yeah they're a whole lot for you right yeah, so where, where where did they have you rated at? Like in any of those websites, they had you rated at what? Top safety, second, third? Uh, no, no. I, huh? I think I'm like it's two four seven. I'm like twenty something. 
um, um, rivals. Uh, I don't know rivals. I'm the highest. Like I'm, I'm probably like I think top fifteen. I think safety. I'll probably drop. Yeah, safety. I don't know. Yeah. Two four seven. T. He say top twenty. He say rivals. He like top fifteen. Safety. They got him rated. How you feel about that, big dog? Um. At first, I started to care about it a lot, but then <laughs> I don't know. You just look at statistics, and they be like. Like certain five stars don't always make it, certain four stars, certain yeah. three stars. So at the end of the day, it's like it's the individual. It ain't really about what they rank you at. Only, only rankers I care about is well, I'm seated on the mock draft. Yeah, no, it don't, <laughs> it, bro, it don't matter. Yeah. It, it, it don't matter. It's for it, it's it's for the fans. I know, but it, it'd be cool like to see it. You know, if you was a top rate safety, of course it'd be like a good <laughs> feeling, right? But then when you, of course, anybody that's not top five feel uh-huh. like they getting cheated out. They spot. Right. They feel they should be up there. So. They, um, <laughs> nah, that, that's funny, bro. We know for a fact 19 dudes ain't better than you. Yeah, I, I Listen, man, I'm, I'm saying right now, so y'all can screenshot it, screen record it. In t- two years, three years, whatever it is, <laughs> you're going to realize that there wasn't 19 dudes better than this dude sitting next to me. I, I've seen too many players, bro. Yeah. From Lamar Jackson to Dalvin Cook, I've, I've, I cover them all, and and I have an eye for certain things. I can't ain't gonna sit up here and talk with you about four three this and over under that. That ain't my thing. You know what I'm saying? That's X day, but I have an eye when I see something. You know what I'm saying? When I see it, a talent, and you, there's not 19 dudes better than you. Yeah, it is it, it, battling with one right here in town, and that may be you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the only battle you ask me. Um, the, the the leadership part. The leadership part, man. I hear everybody say he's a leader on the field. Reminds him of every he a coach on the field, like having an extra coach. Where, where do you think that come from? Um, I, I could say my optimist, only person. Like most of the time, I was the best person on the team. Mm-hmm. So when we played up like against like Win Cherry, we used to always lose against or Liberty City, <laughs> overtime, like stuff like that. It used to be like the team wasn't like super scared, but like they was kind of like scared because oh. You hear about they got the best kids over here and stuff right. like that. And we don't have the best kids. So it was just all like rallying everybody up just to, even though we might lose, but still like to make them give they all. You ain't care? No, nah, I ain't. You just wanted to go out there and, and do your optimist, best. I ain't, I ain't really care about winning. I just care about doing what I could do. Yeah. To, to, to try to win. So. See, listen, it's normal to us, the competition level down here, yeah. right? You saying y'all used to always lose to Gwen Cherry. Watch this. I don't even know who he was playing against at Gwen Cherry. Name some of the players that was on Gwen Cherry team. I don't even remember. That, you know? I was on, no. no, you don't remember who you was playing against? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Liberty City team. Name some of the players that's right uh, now that you know for a fact. You got your, you got both of the um, Tim Brown, Tim You Boston. did come up. Yeah. You got um, You would play Jermaine. against you. You, yeah, Yule and oh, I remember that team with Yule and, and Jermaine have, and yeah, all of them. Right, you got Yule. Who else? It was Tim, um, Jermaine, Tim Brown. Yeah, Jermaine, Jermaine who? Uh, you know Jermaine that um that goes to Killian, the receiver yeah, number seven. Yeah, yeah, big boy, tall, tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. And they had a few other guys too. Right. So. In South Florida. That competition like that is very unique, bro. Yeah. And that's how y'all shop iron shop is iron. If you were to go right up the road, if you go right up the road in Florida, go to certain that it's not that. It's not that. And and and, and that a lot of times would make you more prepared when you walk into college because you've played against 
You keep Brown, yo. Like, you had to go play this man every year. Like, every year, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he following you every year. You're going up, up. You got to play against this man. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that's, that right there is is the unique part of South Florida and is, is something that we have that you guys are, are privileged to. Um, so, so, so you, so from Norwood Boys Club, you were at Northwestern and commenced the University of Miami. They land you, and then they land the number one, we call him, football player, number one player in the nation, James Williams. Yeah. Both playing the same position, right? How do you envision that working? Are they telling you how that's going to work, or? Um, well, I feel like me and James, two different safeties. Uh-huh. And I'm more of the ball hogging safety. He's more of the rangy playing, like, you couldn't say, like, in the box, but like a striker position, strong safety. Right. And I'm more of the free safety. So, I already know in practice, that's going to just build great competition. And when the game comes, it's going to be easy. That's what's up. I know we go hand-in-hand because hand it's like, like we're the same person. Right. So, he has, like, his strengths and weaknesses, and I have my strengths and weaknesses. And we're going to just – he can feed off of me, learn how to, I guess, be more of the free safety. Then I can learn off of him, be more of, like, a, a close to the closer yeah. to the box safety. Right. So, I feel like we're just going to make each other better. Yeah, James James um, played free safety. He wanted to play free safety, and he, he was big on that. But – James don't never be back at free safety. James be <laughs> James be closer to the line than linebackers sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's, but that, I mean, that's his. That's, that's just him yeah. helping his team win. That's his chess. Yeah, that's it. that's him playing chess with the team. I totally yeah. get. It. I, I now I did. I covered James since he was that big, bro. I've known him. I known him all his life. Um, so so and Miami plays like three safeties. Yeah, they do. They they this year they played. I don't um I don't know if it's going to change, but this year they played three um like three safeties. Uh, Speaking of change, man, we're going we, to – one second, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk to you about change at Miami because something <laughs> did just change at Miami. Uh, we'll be right back, man. Football video. Y'all make sure y'all follow, share, uh, like, and join. Good shit, bro. Good shit, bro. Good shit. You got a good head on you. Come on, eh? You, good, you all right? Get this nigga some shade, man. Yeah, looking like man. Cheeks and Chong and shit. All right, listen up, man. I'm D. Just left from the University of Miami cookout. Um, still out there for a while. Uh, talked to a couple of kids. Sam Weish, um, kid from Beaufort, Georgia, cornerback. Um, who else we speak to? Uh, we get to talk to uh, Stranahan linebacker um, <clears throat> Omar. A couple kids. Talk to a couple kids. About twenty kids out of there. Um, two food trucks. Saw them eating under some tents. Like they was having a nice time, man. A couple parents I talked to on the way out said they they had they had a nice time. They enjoyed it. Everybody taking plates home. I didn't get a thing to eat. Um, also today, we talked to Ja'Cory Harris. Sat down with Ja'Cory Harris for about three hours today. That should drop next week. Corey Harris had to say some interesting things um, uh, about his tenure at the University of Miami, how it went. Uh, cleared up some things with Whipple. Cleared up some things with Randy Cleared up an understanding of, of, of him and when he had the interceptions 
He totally explained us why, and once you hear it, it's going to blow your socks off, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let this cut out the back. Is the interception started when he tore his, basically tore a ligament in his thumb, but didn't know he tore a ligament in his thumb because he was being told that it was something lesser, a sprain or something of the sort. Um, so he would go out there, try to play, and that's when the interception started. I mean, up until that point, he said he had 17 touchdowns. I think he ended the season with something close to 17 touchdowns um, and a lot of interceptions, and that was the season where the city soured on him. Um, came back next year, was awesome with Jed Fish, and we thought it was Jed Fish. But to Corey, the way he tells it is, is that it was just – him being healthy and him having more freedom to do what he wanted to do, uh, to do what he wanted to do and working with Jeff Fish in cahoots for them to make something happen. Awesome interview, man. Awesome kid. I mean, it, brilliant mind trained by Chris Perkins, who was my high school quarterback, um, was it? Um, actually, but he gives Chris Perkins and Coach Teddy Lockett, get those guys all the utmost respect and all the credit for developing his not on the field play, but also off the field skills and 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 uh, and basically his 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 discipline to do the homework, look at the film, and understand what he see when he get on the field. So so that that interview is coming. Um, like I said, I don't think we had any commits today at the cookout. And um, here's Keanu Jackson and Jamal Johnson, former Miami commit. Uh, here's our interview with them. And, no, Keanu Jackson doesn't miss the University of Miami. Um, <laughs> it's just beats like that sometimes. Y'all stay locked in with us and check this out. Oh, what's going on, bro? I'm D, D Street, D from Footballville, Caneville. What's good? Um, listen to the Footballville podcast. I mean, basically... It's been here. Um, we're just promoting it more now because um, I just realized that people are in their vehicles or at the gym or at places where they, they can't watch video and they would rather listen to a podcast on headphones, something they can just listen to. So, yeah, we're kind of delving into that. Um, things going on today. What's, uh, what's going on today? You know, we like to talk football and finances uh stocks trading and stuff like that um amc amc stock hmm if you're watching amc stock today uh came out 60s then hit the floor boom dropped all the way to 40 uh to like 40 dollars or something right now at the moment it's trading at 52 um right now at the moment but it dropped down to like 40 soon as the market opened this morning. And I'm sure that scared the hell out of a lot of people. I'm sure it did. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it did. But here's the thing. A lot of times what you're looking at with these stock prices, the price isn't real. Okay? Remember the rule, man. When, we, when you're talking about money, Take all the rules off the table. <laughs> Remember the rule. When you talk about money, take all the rules off the table. But when I, when I, what I mean that the stock price isn't real, 
what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of games that get played from these firms with, with, with large capitals of money. I'm talking about they have money to play with, billions of dollars. Um, so, for example, they could, yesterday, stock ran up 100%, all the way to $70, I think. They could throw millions of dollars into the stock, run it up, right? Everybody jump in. Everybody's, oh, my God, it's going to go to $100. Good Lord. And then the next morning, pull out millions of dollars, and you watch it fall. And to somebody that doesn't understand the stock market, it hasn't been through the ups and downs, uh, who can't emotionally deal with that, it's frightening. It's scary. It is. I, I went through it. Uh, lost money before it is, but once you understand the market, once you understand the charts go up and they go down, you become numb some to a point of things going up and things going down. Me watching that stock drop the way it dropped told me one thing: it 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 just had to be somebody with big money, a company, a hedge fund, something with big money to make the the, the market move that way. You and I can't make the market move that way. You and I couldn't call enough people to make the market move that way. Um, and even if we did, Wall Street bets, diamond hands, everybody get on the same page. Even if we did a movement, like there is a movement with the AMC, we probably couldn't get everybody in synchronization to pull that off at one time. Some people at work, some people chasing their girls, some people... You come home last night, one dude drunk, all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So so what I was looking at, I said to myself, oh, it's like a scare tactic. It's like a scare tactic. Shake, shake the tree. See who's scared, who's afraid. So we create this huge buying pressure, selling pressure, and then you jump on. You start selling because you're afraid, and then you kind of help the cause. Um, but if you just stuck in there, um, it's now back up to $54, $10 away from $40. Trading in the market has a lot to do with technical analysis, DD, but a, a, a lot to, but a, a lot, especially for new traders, emotional, being emotionally sound while trading is one of the, is, is a huge, huge it's a huge thing. Um, something that's not talked about enough. We are, usually when we come from poverty or nothing, we are attached to our money. We are emotionally attached to our money. And it's hard to watch our money go up and down. So I say to this, when you see things like this, you journal it and learn from the situation. I'm no financial advisor. I'm just telling you what I do. Um, when things like this happen, you journal it, you learn from the situation. And so when it, when it come up again, you, 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 you faced it already. A lot of people sold this morning, probably brought at 60, sold at 45, took an L. Um, this happens every day. If you go back and look at Amazon, if you go back and look at Google, Tesla, any stock that made it, that made people rich, that, that. It went up and down. It went up and down on its way up. That's what they do. So listen, that's my AMC rant this morning. Um, 
when we come back from the break, you guys going to catch uh, us giving our reaction to the I Am Athletes with Deion Sanders, which was awesome. Y'all should go check that out. Um, I'm D, man. Make sure you become a member, follow, and share share the podcast for us, bro. We need your help, all right? So share it for us. Stay locked in with us. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Caneville305 on the Instagram. I'm D, and I'm out.